Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Bart Reed's player profile and scouting report is brought to you by the Hoop 5 Basketball Academy. That is short, sweet, to the point. Good afternoon, Bart. Hello, gentlemen. How's it going today? And by the way, we do want to express our condolences to uh, the Reed family and all those other loved ones involved. Uh, Bart lost his grandmother. So our thoughts and prayers are with you, Bart, Thank during this time of Thank you, of, uh, Very sorry to hear that. Bereavement. Thank and, you, uh, I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, she lived that wonderful life that we all hope that we end up living that wonderful life. Um Last night's defense, Bart, by Arkansas, may have been as good, especially for one half. Now, I realize it took a while to kind of get back into the groove in the second half, and once they settled down, then, again, the defense played outstanding. But that first half last night against LSU, that may be as good a defense, Bart. Is that possible that that Arkansas can play, or is there still room in your mind for improvement? No, you can't play much better than that. I guess there's always – you never want to say anything's perfect, but it was as close to perfection as you can find. And Listen, to to that point, Devo Davis, can he just go to uh, the NBA and just play on his defense alone? He's absolutely an incredible fundamental and technique defender, but his natural instinct, reading passing lanes, anticipating shots, finding his way on rebounds, he's really leading the team in terms of just – that overall defensive effort. So it was perfect last night, or close to perfect. And Coach Musselman, this is what we have seen historically out of his team. And they get better as the season goes along, which is exactly what should happen. And let's keep in mind, LSU's lost. I think that's his seventh straight loss. But this is a high-powered offense that likes to get up and down the court. And to hold them to that point total is really amazing if you sit back and look at it. Really, it's it's still kind of, I don't know. I've, I've seen it now a couple of times, um, and naturally the second half, is, it's, it's a story of two halves, but I've seen this, Bart. I'm sure you have, too, in watching SEC. Was it Texas A&M and Florida, where Florida had like 13 points at the half yeah. the other night? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's yeah. we're seeing struggles. I'm not sure, Bart. Is it because of the apple? athleticism of the conference is it just for it is would it be only a half but where teams are just so out of sync they can't seem to get you know get going what 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 are you seeing yep well a lot of it is this and we kind of talked about this a couple weeks ago some of these coaches like john john calipari has not changed his dribble drive offense in so long that the scouting report almost catches up with the offensive set these guys have just been faithful to this kind of certain, and there's so much film out there that the players defensively know what the what, what they're going to do offensively even before the offensive players do because they're providing the read. So it's one of those things where scouting report and numbers and analytics drives a lot of this success. Athleticism would be the other component. And really the tough truth about it, we're shooting the ball even though there's more threes. Consistent catch-and-shoot three-point shooters are so hard to find consistently right now. And when I say consistent, I mean above 
a knockdown shooter, Randy Rich, above 43%. And if you go down the NCAA statistics, there's not a ton of shooters above that. So finding that shooter that can break up and really knock down shots and get points on their own is really hard to find in today's game. Well, it is um, It's an athletic league, and the success that you may have enjoyed non-conference against a lesser opponent, that same opportunity is not there uh, at the SEC level just because, of, again, sometimes it's athleticism is so overwhelming. Um, and, Randy, I wanted, now, uh, Randy let me speak oh, on this yeah. right quick when you look at the Razorbacks. With Nick Smith in the lineup, we're a high, high pick and roll, high middle pick and roll, which essentially cross half court. There's a big right in the middle of the floor up towards the volleyball line up towards half court. When Nick goes away, we kind of lose that ability to use the screen. Then we start seeing a lot of horns action, which is double screens at the elbow. We see a lot of pass and cut action. We see a lot of overload. So Coach Musselman, to his credit, has really mixed up our offensive sets and really has done this the last couple of years as we struggle to find shooters to try to find an offense that fits the personnel, not taking a certain set and just slapping it on that personnel and trying to make it work either way. So the coach Musselman's credit, he has switched things up quite a bit offensively to try to get the biggest bang for the buck. Good points. Well, uh, Bart, uh, who five, I love I love listening at times to the uh, promotional commercials that we provide for our clients, and when you start stacking up the guys that you've been working with, and um, those that have gone on even to the next level, pretty impressive. So, what is going on right now at at Hoop Five? I get a lot of people ask me, "What is Hoop Five? What does it mean?" And uh, this is one of the top notch training facilities, I would think, around. Well, thank you, Randy. So it's a private facility where we have, you know, we have four goals. We have a shooting gun, and we have Vertimax, which we're just starting a Vertimax program, which is speed and agility, which is another big part of training. And really, we're a full-service basketball uh, facility. So everything from one-on-one, private lessons, small groups, large group camps, film breakdown. We do it all. So we sell a total basketball academy. So for a monthly fee, you get it all. All right, Bart, hang in there. We're going to take a break. Joined again by Bart Reed of Pure Sweat Basketball Skills and Hoop Five. Uh, one of your um, one of your clients, former clients, I guess he'd be former, is Nick Smith Jr. Are you hearing any updates on Nick, Bart? Well, Nick is, is rehabbing. He, he, he's back in the state, or he's been back in the state, and I, I know he's working his hardest to try to be out there to help Arkansas Razorbacks. And I've, I've said this to anyone that I listen, and I've said it many times on the show, no one wants to be on the court more than Nick Smith, Jr. He's really bought in to what Coach Musselman's trying to do. He loves his teammates. And this is a young man that injuries are really tough on these young men and a lot of times we forget that as fans and spectators how hard it is for these guys that are used to playing a lot of minutes and we're in the prime time basketball right now high school college and not being able to play is really hard on the players mentally so he's keeping his spirits up and working really hard and trying to get back out there as soon as he can okay so bart i know that we're not going to put you under this pressure or shouldn't but i'm going to bring it up anyway 
because I know you know the Smith family. Jimmy Dykes last night, somebody had to have told him this. He said that Nick Smith Jr. is on track to be back in about two weeks. Where do you think he got that information, and do you think it's accurate? I think it's accurate. I've kind of maintained this the start of February timeline, and so if you look at it, that would be around about that time. So I would say that that's insider information. Probably probably spoke to, to someone or might have a source, but I've stayed pretty consistent. I felt like you would see Nick practicing at the end of January and getting ready to try to hit the court sometime at the start of February. So I'm sure that might have been a leak from somewhere, but that's what I would look for if I was a Razorback fan. Well, I trust you on that, but I can tell you, Jimmy Dykes wouldn't have said that if somebody didn't tell him that 100% sure. So we'll see. Now that, would, that would put him uh, back for, if it was two weeks exactly, somewhere in the range of February 7th against Kentucky. Uh, if it's not, that's a Tuesday night game. If not, that's February the 11th against Mississippi State, which even if it's not Kentucky, that'd still give him seven games before the yep. regular season ends to get in the tournament. Is that enough? to get him back into the flow, or does he even need that many to get back into the flow and be the Nick Smith Jr. that we had, had hoped to see? Well, Nick doesn't need as many as most people, but certainly there's a little bit of rust. It's not as if he's not playing. I won't go through what the protocols of what they can and can't do, but let's say this. It'll take him a couple of games to get acclimated, and more so to the teammates and the structure than, I would say, getting his game underneath him. I don't think there's that much rust there for that. But seven games is an eternity, and this is something that the Razorbacks are quite used to the last couple of years, falling behind early and making a run. So they've got two consecutive wins. If you're looking at the schedule, Nick comes back for seven of them. I think they're in great shape to really make a run, have a seed to make a run in the NCAA tournament because this is a team that's back-to-back Elite Eight. That might not be good enough they're eyeing the final four so they need to win as many games as possible for seeding purposes when nick returns just take a stab if you will bart of what you might anticipate restrictions being put upon nick Uh, i would think early uh and i say early i would think there'll be a a time limit uh whether it's 10 minutes or X number of minutes. Of course, on the other hand, I think that's more for conditioning rather than anything else. You don't want to get him fatigued at the point. He might pull a hamstring or something like that. Um, Because if you're going to put him out there, he's got to be able to make the cuts and do all the things that that a player does. So, But what kind of restrictions might you anticipate uh, they might put a so I'll kind of walk through a good little algorithm that a lot of NBA teams use. So if you if you have a guy and his normal minute load is let's say forty minutes a game, I'm just using that. They'll go fifty percent mm-hmm. of that, so they'll look at twenty minutes, two probably two games, and then they'll up that by twenty five percent. So you'll go fifty percent, seventy five percent for two games. So then by hopefully game five, you're looking at him being what he would be a hundred percent and getting his normal 40 minutes or whatever that number could be. So I think they could accelerate that a little bit quicker, but certainly, like you said, you don't want to push it because you've got this whole thing where he's had the kind of the re-inflammation. And so they'll kind of probably use somewhere in the 50 and then add 25% to that, and hopefully he'll get to 100% in four to five games. 
That'd be your hope. No, no question about that. Um, normally, we have our hoop five, both male and female performers of the week. I want, I want to hold that. Uh, we'll kind of do that again on Friday, Bark, since we're so close to being out of time. But uh, is there a better player right now in the state? And I'm talking, I'm just going by numbers, but if numbers are any kind of indication, any better player in the state than the young man playing for uh, Episcopal Collegiate, last name being Robinson. That guy's averaging about 35 points a game, Bart. Yeah, Kellen's amazing, and that's kind of what, as I was transitioning and talking about Hufa, a big part of what I'm doing right now is try to make it out. I work with so many kids, but making out to see as many games as I possibly can, especially with the high school. And Kellen Robinson is something that he's really a spectacular player to watch. He's averaging close to that 30 points a game, and he's just a sophomore. That's what a lot of people don't realize. He's a sophomore in doing this. And let me tell you something spectacular about this young man. In a world where everybody shoots three, those are penetration mid-range and penetration finishing and drawing fouls. I bet Randy Rick, he's not making one to two three-point shots, maybe, if that, a game. So he's getting that through superior court vision. He goes into contact. Rick, Randy, we had a Razorback team last year, really struggled to – it was because we kind of shot away from contact. This young man goes into contact. He understands staying aggressive on his lines, and he goes up and finishes as well as any college freshman out there. He's really, really great around the rim, and he's a lot of fun to watch. He plays two ways. He's a defensive stopper. He's all over the court, and he never lets off the gas. The intensity is up the entire time, just like his brother this, KK played the same way. Is this a case – Bart, where you're talking, we used to say high D1, or we used to say mid-major. Where do you see Kellen at this point? Oh, he's a power five. There's no doubt about it. He's a power five. This is the young man that's already already been to Arkansas, already taken a visit to Auburn. So this he certainly has power five aspirations. He's again, he's still he's still extremely young. He's on the circuit. He's playing playing at a high level. He played his first year with the Hawks on the, uh, on the 15U team that I was on, had the pleasure of coaching. So this certainly is a power five type player. And if I was looking at the guards, Randy, best guards in the state, between Kellen Robinson and Courtney Crutchfield from Pine Bluff, it would be a toss-up who is really consistently playing the best night in and night out and also leading their teams to victory as Episcopal is a, a uh, first in the conference, I think second in the region. Pine Bluff won a huge game over Ty Robinson and the Lake Hamilton Wolves last night to lock up what I think is the first place nod in the toughest conference in the state, the 5A back. All right, Bart, we will talk with you on Friday. Bart, moving now to Friday, so keep that in mind. Thank you. All right, Bart, that's Bart Reed, Pure Sweat Basketball Skills.